Hello everyone and welcome to the Clearbooks podcast. My name is Tara and I work in the events and marketing team here at Clearbooks. Clearbooks is a UK-based business software provider. Um, we provide cloud apps including accounting, payroll and HR, uh, allowing small businesses in the UK to save time so they can focus on growing their own business. In today's podcast, I'll be speaking to Loma from Culture Compass. Culture Compass is an online arts and cultural magazine looking at the intersection between high arts and popular culture. They do exclusive interviews, features, reviews and previews and cover pretty much anything from Shakespeare to Strictly. Uh, Loma is a journalist, copywriter and a writer. Uh, formerly employed by the Express newspapers, Loma has covered celebrity, features, homes, lifestyle, food and property in her time. She started Culture Compass in 2008 and since then the magazine has evolved greatly and now collaborates with numerous arts organisations including Culture Label, Granta and the Poetry Society. Loma somehow also finds time to freelance for other titles including the Huffington Post and she also creates social media campaigns uh, for brands such as Canon and also somehow she's found time to start writing her own novel so sound like a very busy lady um, without much further introduction I'll say hello to Loma. Hi there how are you? I'm very good how are you? Yes, good, thank you. Excellent. Um, so, Loma, I just want to dive straight in and um, ask you, really, why, why you started your business um, and a little bit more about what it does. Okay, so I, I actually did an arts degree um, many moons ago, which, co- which combined arts, which covered dance, art, history, English and music. And after I graduated, I was a jobbing actress for a little while um, in various pub theatres that, that had like, two people in the audience. So, so, so art, the arts has always been my first love. Um, and then I got into journalism and by chance, really, ended up on a tabloid, um, which I really enjoyed and, and loved doing and learnt a huge amount um, but as I say, arts was my first love. And um, when I had, I sort of found the, the right time, I decided to combine what I've learned on the tabloid in terms of appealing to a large audience, writing in an accessible way, writing very quickly and to deadline with my love of the arts. And at that time in 2008, um, online, was still relatively new, un- unbelievably, and there weren't that many purely online magazines. So I thought I would start one and give it a try. Um, idea to do print, but just didn't have the money really, and and uh, all all the not know how about how to start a print magazine. So I thought I'll start it online, and I'm glad I did. And, and combined combining the high arts with with popular culture. Fab. Um, and what is it that you really enjoy about working in the, the arts industry? As I say, when I started it, there, and one of the, another reason that I began it is because a lot of arts and cultural reporting around that time was very much preaching to the converted. So there were, it was, you had to have an, already have a knowledge about that play, that playwright, that artist, that that gallery, whatever, in order to enjoy it and or to feel welcome or to feel that that was for you. That's that that's very much changed now, but that was another reason I started. So I, I want I was I loved arts and culture, and I think it should be accessible. And it and the artists themselves tend to be accessible, but sometimes the whole thing around it isn't so much. So I wanted to report on it 
and to and to sort of make it relevant I think and, and make it easy to not easy to understand not to dumb it down but to just to explain and to record in, in a way that people can grab hold of and, and see that it is it might they might not think it's for them but it you know just give it a little window into it and maybe, maybe it is mm. Fab. um so how would you differentiate yourself from a similar business well as I say when I began it there weren't that many online there were a couple of others that were in print and had a website since so since then there's been a lot lot more so but I think the thing that and I've had to evolve as well so since since I started I wanted to cover everything you know typically when you start a business you think all right I'm gonna do all of that and I learned quite quickly that I couldn't do everything um so now what I try to focus on much more is the why behind things. So it's not a listings. I think that's really important to mention. I'm not trying to compete with timeouts and and other listings that do that extremely well and, and do absolutely everything that's going on in the arts world. And that's not what I'm trying to do at all. But I tend to go on the why, so getting the, the larger story and then I'm very much going towards longer form pieces as well. So I've always really loved doing interviews, be it with you know, a really um, well-known name to someone who's up and coming. So we've had you know, like Helen Baxendale, Mylene Class, we even had Madonna some time ago. Um, so to people you know, that no one's ever heard of or has just got a part in a soap and has then you know, gone on to do a play, a fringe play somewhere. So that's, I think, what marks it out is that there's no name, big or small, that we don't want to find out more about if what they're doing is good. Oh, fab, yeah. Madonna's a, an interesting one, I bet. <laughs> yes. We've had, oh God, we've had David Cronenberg. We had, um, um, oh, what's his, the guy from, he used to be in EastEnders, James Alexandru, he's called, and he used to be uh, Martin Fowler. That's him. Terry O'Neill, an amazing photographer, an iconic photographer. Stuart Semple, who's a really cool artist to you know to you know just recent graduates who I think or the writer you know the, the reporter thinks is doing something good and some good work Fab. so very interesting people by the sounds of it yeah <laughs> what would yeah. you say for you was the biggest challenge when you were setting up the business in the early days um I think it gosh there were loads I think the biggest one is trying to do all of it so coming from a paper um and having and also being a, a real magazine fan as well, I, mean, I absolutely love magazines. I wanted to do all the sections, and and you know, I think even now, I think there's probably too many sections on on the site, and I am looking to streamline it even more. But I think trying to do everything and trying to do everything really well, you just end up doing none of it really. It's that that was tricky. And also the business side was 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 difficult because you know I've never I've never started a business it was my first one so I was very much com- having to do everything sort of trying to do really good editorial but then equally strategy then equally getting advertising so yes that was it was quite it was it was hard at first so trying to do everything bit of a challenge I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with that yes. yeah exactly and and I think learning to trust other people and delegate is important it is important and and do less in a way do less and do less well do less 
do not do less but do the fewer things that you're doing and do them well Mm. rather than try to do absolutely everything and just kind of skimming the surface Mm. with all of them yeah so um what would a normal working day look like for you if there is such a thing it it really does vary it varies a lot so I can I can start, I start early, but I've got two children, so I drop them off. And that was the other thing is that working for myself does fit my other commitments uh, very well. So I drop them, and then I will get my emails. I get, I start off with quite early on in the day. I get probably a hundred emails plus every day, which can be, that can be a huge challenge. Actually, that's one of my biggest challenges is plowing through them and getting picking out the ones that are relevant and following them up um I might be doing an interview so I might be doing an interview on Skype with somebody or having to go face to face go to an artist studio or go to visit a rehearsal sometimes I do video um pieces so I'll take the videographer with me and um meet the artist or interview either in question or else I'll be writing up an, a piece um from my dictaphone that I've done in the past so writing it up formatting it because I publish it all on WordPress myself getting images in um, meeting PRs um, that's a, quite a big one and also sometimes just sometimes I, I try and make a point at least once a fortnight of just wandering around London I think that that might sound a bit odd but just to see what's about, see what people are wearing, see what the adverts are on the tube, see what the window displays are in the shops, because I'm quite keen on trends and finding patterns and looking at why certain things are happening right now and what's behind it and maybe what's coming next. And that fits in very much because the arts do reflect that and they are often the beginnings of trends. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's very varied. Yes, that sounds it. (laughs) Um, Who would you say was your biggest inspiration uh, behind setting up the business? I like that. So the women, and their names escape me, I'm afraid, but the women that set up Not on the High Street, and I'm not comparing cultural companies to that at all. It's a different thing, and their website is absolutely massive. But they started it, you know, just with a few little suppliers, and now it's enormous. Also, Julie, and I forget her surname, who set up the Cambridge Satchel Company. Mm. She started out on her kitchen table, you know, and, and has done incredibly well. And, and, and you know, obviously it's a huge international business now. And I think she's really inspirational. And she did, I think I, I did, um, I met her very briefly once in that event. And she's, she, she, I like her because she didn't follow the rules and, I, and any anyone who hasn't, there's a lot of sort of set things people say you should do when you set up a business. And I found that that's not always the case, that sometimes you can just follow your instinct. And that might sound, that might sometimes be, sometimes be a bit better than following set rules and set patterns and, and you know, following the path of that everyone else follows. Mm. So make your own rules in business. I think so not you know obviously to within within reason but I think if you can be yourself and I think if you're passionate about what you do that comes across if you really believe in it I think that really does come across well and that's I think much more important than 
following a set set of rules like you must allocate that much to marketing you must allocate that much to whatever else you must get premises you must do this that and the other I think you should listen to all of that because lots there's a lot to be said for learning from other people who've done it before you but ultimately you've got to be passionate about what you're doing I think so anyone who's been passionate and, and seen it through to success I would admire and I'm inspired by Mm. that that's sort of my answer my next question actually but just in case you've got um any other um gems uh what sort of advice would you give to people who are in the position of starting out their own business well my business is well for, for any business I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I know enough about business generally to give advice but in terms of starting an editorial business or starting an, an online business I think well, then again, most businesses need an online presence now. And if they haven't got one, they most almost certainly should. Is find out all you can about online and digital. Because when I started it, I met, I had a lot of false starts and was given, it, it, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors. And it might seem a bit like a dark art if you don't know much about it. And it really isn't. And I think that's probably one of the big things I've learned is I've made it my business to learn about online and digital and social media and how WordPress works and 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 just to have an understanding of it. I'm not saying I'm, I have a huge understanding of it. I'm not a developer by any stretch of the imagination. I still have, I have someone who helps me with it. But I think if you're a business now, not starting out, you should find out as much as you can because otherwise you can end up wasting a lot of money and time by not knowing and and by thinking it's more complex than it is Mm. or that you don't need it because you really do need it And, and I think the other thing in terms of advice is just I think keep going as well that's yeah that's and also learn to change so if something's not working and you've given it your all and it's still not working I think have the flexibility to just go, you know what, that's not working and move on and change it or develop it or ditch it if you have to and start something else. But I think I think you need to be honest and, and kind of confident enough to know when something is working, but also to know when something isn't working and mm. to change it. So be mm. flexible. I think so, yes. Yeah. I Good advice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, lastly, Loma, if I can just ask you, how has ClearBooks changed the way that you do your accounts and run your business? It does make it easier because it keeps it all in one place. And I'm not hugely good at that side of things, I have to admit. And um, that's made it easier. It's made it, it's given me a bit more peace of mind to know that I've done it rather than having loads of different bits and bobs in various places and email inboxes and in a box file or whatever, it has kind of consolidated it and put it in one place. And that's given me peace of mind more than anything else. So yes, that's that's um that's the bit that's the biggest help. Excellent. Well thank Excellent. you very much for your, your time today, Loma. Um where could people find out more about Culture Compass? So online you go to Culture Compass, C-U-L-T-U-R-E, Compass, C-O-M-P-A-S-S, all one word, .co.uk. And you will see all the interviews, features. Um, We've got uh, one of the reporters going up to Edinburgh, so you'll get um, daily reports from him. Um, 
Yes, and do have a look. There's a good archive as well, some really nice articles from, you know, when we first started even, but still are relevant now. And look at our Twitter and our Facebook as well. Do follow and, and like us, that would be great. Fabulous. I'll be checking that out, especially the Edinburgh section. That sounds interesting for this uh, summer. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Loma. Um, and thank all you right. all for listening as well. Uh, remember to keep an eye out for more podcasts uh, with our customers. We're aiming to produce these frequently, so keep your eyes peeled.